bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here at Imperative MX for a special edition episode here. I am your host, Zach Newberry. Thank you for joining us on this new edition pod where we will discuss the 2023 Super Motocross Championship as a whole and uh, the 450 Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship coming uh, right around the corner. Uh, Anaheim 1, the infamous Anaheim 1. We're going to get into that. Hope you and your family enjoyed the holidays, some off work time, and uh, perhaps even got some seat time uh, on your dirt bike and Uh, all of that so uh, before we dive into the uh, pre-Anaheim 1 bench race talk uh, we have to thank our sponsors on board here at Imperative MX West Virginia Motorsports FXR Dirt Industries Custom Graphics Silver Valley MX Park and Hydro Power Uh, we will get more into these awesome companies here throughout this pod And, uh, of course, with the hype coming into the 2023 season, you know we had to get our 2011 District 29 C-Class champion co-host, Heavy D, on the line. What is going on, Heavy D? Oh, you know, living a dad life, bro, chilling and ready to talk moto. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's a lot of hype surrounding Anaheim 1. And, uh, man, it's going to be a great season, a lot of racing coming uh, coming our way, especially in the 450 class, 31 races all the way throughout. And, uh, yeah, we get to go back to a couple of stadiums that we haven't been to. Nashville put got put back onto the schedule. And, uh, yeah, no, Anaheim won right around the corner, Heavy D. I mean, you got to be stoked, right? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm so excited. I mean, there's been a lot of off-season craziness. I mean, especially with Kenny, dude. He's been like freaking marketing and pumping stuff up left and right which bike he's going to ride and i mean finally a couple weeks ago or so it came out he's going to ride a suzuki but i mean i think it's going to be interesting you know coops back with alden baker plus just you know he looks like he's healthy and ready to rip uh malcolm stewart christian craig over at rockstar suzuki um, rockstar husqvarna oh dude there's so much going on and uh you know defending champ tomac over at star yamaha along with uh dylan verandas I think it's going to be epic, dude. I can't wait. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, there is a lot of uh, uh, teams, obviously, that are that are in uh, this fight for the championship, and we're going to go through those teams and those riders on those teams and uh, give you a little bit of uh, our insight on what we've learned and what we think going into the 2023 Monster Energy AMA. Um, Supercross Championship. Anaheim won January 7th, like we said, right around the corner. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be good. Uh, I have some training with some kids uh, and some adults that day. Going to do some training sessions out there at uh, Sawyer Beck's house in Forest, Virginia. So uh, if you're listening to this pod and around the area, let let me know. And, uh, yeah, no, that day is going to be good because I get to train some kids and ride a little bit and then come home and – pretty much get ready for this Anaheim uh, one it's uh it comes around really fast the offseason seems to go by pretty fast in most of the years and uh man this is going to be a very anticipating season we saw a lot of bar banging uh last year and a lot of craziness that happened uh around the series but realistically man uh we get 
Peacock for five years um, with this uh, Super Motocross Championship. Obviously, with this year being the first, there's going to be a lot of kinks, I'm sure, in um, in it, and there's also going to be uh, a lot of good things that come out of it with uh, with pay and uh, all of that good stuff. I'm really stoked to see what they do for the uh, three rounds at the end. Obviously, we're going to go to the uh, L.A. Coliseum for the final Super Motocross uh, World Championship there at the end. But yeah, Heavy D, uh, what do you think about the what do you think about the whole uh, Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship, the Lucas Oil, or the just the Pro Motocross Championship now? Because uh, I believe they took Lucas Oil off, but that could be a, another subject for another day. And then obviously you have the hybrid races, Supercross and Motocross at uh, Coliseums. I wonder uh, because it's still to be determined on which um, stadiums or tracks that we're going to go to for those other two. What do you think about the series as a whole and those last three uh, three races? Um. I think the series as a whole, I think it's good. I mean, I hate they don't get a break. I mean, that that that's kind of going to suck, in my in my opinion. You know, just just because I mean, man, like a whole year full of racing, like they they used to get a break, but now you don't. So like, you know, at the end of the season where they used to kind of like wind down and go chill, take a vacation before they have to get back to the grind now. They just get straight back to the grind. So basically, there's no like downtime. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, on the plus side, I do like the Coliseum. I'm pumped on the LA Coliseum coming back. That's, that's sweet. That's one I've always really wanted to watch because just how that whole, whole thing flows, you know, going up in the, like the raft area through the building and popping back in down the hill. Yep. I've always thought that was sick, but. I mean, I, I think it'll be good. It's just the whole no break. I think that's going to be a downfall for some of our seasoned vet, veteran riders. I think it'll kind of slowly but surely, if they keep it like that, it'll push them out of the push them out. And I, I feel like some of them will kind of want to retire and be done just because of something like that. But I mean, I, I think you you never know. I mean, it, it's new. They haven't done it yet, so I mean, it could be a change for me. I mean, that's just me on the outside looking in. So just one of those things, once we see it, I think we'll be able to, especially me, I'll be able to better judge it and kind of get the feel on what I do and don't like about it. Yeah, and I think as the season progresses and everything uh, starts to uh, play out a little bit, I think we're going to get uh, a little bit more details on how everything is going to play out. And uh, I think we're going to really see the top contenders as you look at the uh, – points if you were to combine both the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship points with the uh, Pro Motocross Championship points. Uh, we still had the same couple on top. I do not have the list in front of me, but obviously Tomac uh, was in first. Anderson was right up there in the mix as well. Uh, so the two guys that were obviously in uh, the fight for the championship last year were there all the way throughout. So um, yeah, it's who cannot get, got you know, who cannot get mentally fried and physically fried, and also um, can you keep the injuries uh, out of the way um, as well? And it's a long series. It's a lot of riding, a lot of testing, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, injury-prone uh, here with adding three more races, but uh, like you said, we're going to have to see how it plays out. Maybe there's a completely different strategy going into the Super Motocross Championship that nobody has 
really even thought of, and maybe some of the teams are starting to work uh, with that. But I really don't think that we're going to see it uh, come into play really until the motocross championship because we're going to have to see what riders, uh, what some of the riders will end up doing, especially with the World Supercross Championship in there uh, as well. It will uh, see if any of the winners uh, from the Monster Energy AMA Supercross will uh, head to the World Supercross uh, championship and do that if they would still like to participate in the 2023 Super Motocross Championship at the end of the year. So it will definitely be interesting, Heavy D. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just, it, I mean, 31 races straight, it's just a lot of races. Like, I mean, you only got 54 weeks in a year, weekends in a year. Yeah. I mean, you, you freaking, you, 31 of them you're racing, and then, I mean, you think about it, the other weeks and weekends or weeks, they're usually training and testing, so, yeah. I mean, it, it could be good, you know, I think for some of them, if they get, I kind of feel like if some of them get a little too burnt out, I think that's where the WSX is going to come into play because they could just be like, oh, you know, I'm not doing good in this. It's just so much. I'm just going to go race the WSX and make a bit more money, which the, the whole series, the super, the super motocross is based off of basically getting these riders paid and stuff, you know, but I mean, at the same time, like you get paid, but a bunch of them really want to go out there and do good and kind of put it up front, you know? Absolutely. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like for them, like 31 races and the money, like money may be good, but if they're not doing good, they may not, they just may be like, you know, screw it. I'm over it. It ain't really waterfalling us. Yeah, and like you said, and like we we have been saying um, all along, is we're just gonna have to see how it plays out. Um, I, I like that the riders are getting paid more, obviously, and uh, all of that. So that is really good uh, with the schedule for everything for next year. Um, there's no um, you know major things to really talk about with the schedule nothing uh new as far as the pro motocross championship um comes comes on board other than they're losing one race um but peacock heavy d we have been wanting this for years and decades just for the um monster energy ama supercross championship and the pro motocross championship to be just on one channel at one place at one time. And we can go back and we can rewatch the races if we pay for a, a subscription or whatever the case may be. Uh, so for the next five years, uh, this super motocross world championship, uh, will be live, uh, on Peacock and you can go back and you can look. So you make sure you guys subscribe, but heavy D, uh, we as moto fans have been wanting this for a very long time. Oh yeah, we we have you know because you know in the past like the the TV schedule for hold on okay for Supercross has been like just super inconsistent you know and now like it, and it's gotten a lot better over the years for sure like I, I definitely got to give them credit on that part but uh, now like a five year deal more consistency consistency especially for the viewers, I think it'll be way better. Absolutely. And I think it will bring, uh, people in as well. Um, other motorsport enthusiasts and also for just people that are hanging out on the weekends and want something different to watch. Uh, maybe if their favorite sports team isn't playing or, uh, their kids saw that another, um, 
you know, child was at their school and was talking about racing or something like that. So, no, it makes it a lot easier, and uh, that is really good. Um, speaking on, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about the 250 class. Uh, we're going to do that in next week's uh, podcast, so we will not forget about the 250 class. Um, we're going to get into the 450 class and the riders and the teams here in just a minute. Uh, but next week, the Imperative MX podcast, episode number 10. It is our 10th uh, episode. Cannot believe that we're already there, Heavy D. Uh, but, man, we have some big um, – we have two uh, good call-ins uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be super stoked about. So uh, make sure you guys check out the Imperative MX podcast, episode number 10, coming uh, next week. So um, – but, yeah, we'll talk about the 250 class and much more, so make sure to check it out uh, next week. Uh, off-season, um, just let's talk about the off-season prep for some of these riders. You know, you have Alden Bakers, you have uh, Club MX, you have Millsaps Training Facility, you have Moto Sandbox, and uh, many more. Uh, a lot of test tracks, obviously, and, uh, yeah, everybody's been putting in the grind. Um, Heavy D, do you think... Um, these riders, especially with Alden Baker, because that's pretty much who we're going to be talking about a lot since uh, we're going to be getting into the teams and the riders. And, um, man, Alden, Baker, uh, Cooper Webb is back uh, there now, and you got Malcolm and you got Craig. Um, what do you think the vibe's been like uh, down there? We'll get to the riders here in a minute, but what do you think the vibe is down there with all of the riders and Alden? You know... What's funny is, and it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's still on subject, but it's funny. Like you know, you seen the uh, JS Seven podcast with Ricky and James, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how they talked about like back when they raced, they would have never like did like Kenny and Tomac like flew to a race or train with each other and stuff like that. You know? Yep. I just feel. I know the they're gonna be good regardless because how they all look at it. I mean, I, I think how they all look at it is like, all right, Alden has worked with some of the fastest dudes in the world, and I'm not trusting. I'm not discrediting Alden, Alden by any means. I mean, a wise a wise person once told me, you can have all the speed in the world, but if you take speed and hard work, it I mean, it makes somebody unstoppable, which is true, you know. But in a sense, it's like the vibes. I, I'm pretty sure they've been good, but it's just for me, it's weird. Like, I mean, all all those dudes, like they got to race against each other, and they're all there. So it's like no secrets. Everybody knows exactly. what everybody's doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like there's no secrets. I mean, it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it shouldn't be. But at the same time, it's like I feel as if that kind of scenario has made, like, the sport or the competition kind of decline, in a sense. If that if that if that makes sense to you, because the reason I say that is, like, look at this past season in outdoors, Tomac and Sexton went at it but they also have two completely different training regiments mm -hmm. and two completely different trainers so therefore it was like I mean they both worked hard but they weren't really out chasing anybody 
they was out there chasing the track. Right. So when they got out there and raced each other, it was just like, I'm not racing. Tomac's not racing Sexton. Sexton's not racing Tomac. They're racing, but it's to see who can get around the track the fastest, and it showed. So, therefore, I feel like these guys, they're not all they're doing, training with each other, they're chasing each other. They're not and they're not chasing the track, so it don't really make the racing that much more interesting. Right. It's just they already know what they're getting when they get to the race. Right. And, um, I mean, just like we've talked about before and you've mentioned before, um, the greats stay by themselves. I mean, you look at you look at Tomac, um, you look at Roxon, you look at, you know, you could throw Poto in there. Um, you know, these guys that really just harnessed within themselves and didn't really, um, you know, kind of, they, like, I guess really the only thing I could say as far as devil advocate here is that Poto was at Alden's, but a lot of the other ones have been pretty much by themselves. Reed, I mean, they're, you know, the list kind of goes on. Um, but yeah, like the Stu video that you mentioned, it's very, very odd to see, um, you know, Star Racing Yamaha, Alden's, uh, Club, Millsaps, all of these uh, big training facilities that have these guys that come out there and they know exactly what everybody's doing. And uh, we're definitely seeing a uh, change in style uh, as far as that goes, uh, Heavy D. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, I know, like, we're going to talk about two videos, and I'm not trying to jump back to that, but, like, another one in sent Jet Lawrence. Yep. He kind of he stays he stays by himself. Hunter stays by himself, and it, it shows. And for me, I feel like it. it I'm not. I, I've been around it. You know, I've seen some of the baddest dudes. I've you know seen how a bunch of them train. Everybody trains different. Everybody's not the same. You know, so I understand some people may need a sparring partner, and and some people don't. But in in a sense, how I look at it, and this is how my dad always taught me. And like I say, I'm not saying my way is the right way, but this is just how I look at it. And for me personally, I feel like it works. Yeah. Those dudes that are out front, you got to be self-motivated to be out front like that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I understand you got a lot of people around you, teammates and, you know, you know, mechanic managers, all that. But my, like my dad always told me, at the end of the day, when you out there turning that throttle, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. It's only you. Yep. It is literally only you. Only you can motivate you. Only you can get out there and go around that track as fast as you can. Only you can keep yourself from racing the other guy and focusing on that track. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that has, you know, got a bunch of people. Like, just say this season with Justin Cooper – and Jet, I feel like Jet was better because he can go race the track and he's not chasing anybody else. He's going around, uh, around the track faster, as fast as he can. Yeah. To where, nothing against Justin. Justin's fast. I ain't taking nothing away from Justin. Right. But at start, they got so many riders, they chase each other all week. They don't ever chase the track, they chase each other. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, it's not a focus after on the track. They focus it on each other. And those lone wolves out there like Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence, even Hunter Lawrence, he's still around some of the races. Um, you know, Tomac. Like, it, it shows because, I mean, it's just a proof of that, and it makes it more interesting, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, 
I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's 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 just different to see um, just all of these riders that are willing to work together and uh, all of that. But I guess you know it's a different generation, and um, you know, so for some of them it works, and for some of them it doesn't, right? And only time will tell to see when um, you know if this ever changes or this is just how it's going to be uh, for you know years and years and years to come um, but man before we get into the teams and start going down the list of riders and speaking about each uh, you know individual one real quick uh, West Virginia Motorsports if you are looking for your next ride look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports if you are around the surrounding area and looking for a pre-owned motorcycle or brand new motorcycle, dirt bike, ATV, make sure to stop by um, West Virginia Motorsports in Princeton, West Virginia. Don't forget to order your parts for your current bike uh, through them or alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride from my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. And uh, Heavy D, don't forget to go those uh, oil filters and air filters on the way out and uh, don't catch them on fire. Do not catch your air on fire because... It is hell and hot water trying to go hot one. Ah, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Papa Heavy D was not happy. Oh no, nah, he was uh, he was pissy warm about that whole ordeal. I'm oh, sure you about that. Oh, I can only imagine. And uh, <laughs> Dirt Industries Custom Graphics Heavy D, let the listeners know about uh, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics down there in Rayford, North Carolina. Like I say, always bet. First of all, top-notch customer service. The Neil, what he does designing is insane, and they always try to stay on top of having the utmost, newest, and best material there is out there. So you definitely don't want to, like, don't, don't sleep on dirt industries. I'm telling you. So go check them out. Jersey ID kits, car wraps, dirt bike graphics, etc. Helmet wraps. If when they finally drop it, don't know when they're gonna drop it, but when they do, they've done a few so far. They hadn't really put them out there because they, they're fired. But when they do drop them, I'm telling you what, you're gonna want to want to have it. That's for sure. Absolutely. And uh, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. That's DirtIndustries.com. And if you would like to get uh, your 10% off code at checkout, it is Imperative MX, all caps and no space for that 10% off uh, Imperative MX, no space, all caps. Uh, let's let's get into some teams, Heavy D. First, we have to start um, with the Star Racing Yamaha team, Eli Tomac. Um, we're going to give our predictions uh, here at the end. Uh, I have mine, and uh, I want to hear yours, Heavy D, and I'm sure the listeners do as well, but Eli Tomac uh, won everything that – uh, could be one um, in racing this year other than uh, the Paris Supercross. So I guess if you want to count, count that one off uh, with Roxon's win there. But Eli Tomac was dominant this year, Heavy D. And uh, can he do it again for his last, uh, you know, last ride here? Uh, Supercross only deal. Is he going to get it done? Oh, oh man. God. You want to know? I've been thinking about this <laughs> for months and months, and I've still yet to come to a conclusion. But 
how I'm feeling, and this is this is me. I feel, I honestly feel like I don't think Tomax is gonna take it this year. Yeah, you think it's gonna be something different? I, th- I think it's gonna be. I could be wrong. It, it's like, I, it's like the reason I say that I'm 49 percent on the fence of him <laughs> not like him taking it, and then like. 51% of him not taking it. Yeah, yeah. Life. So it's real close because, I mean, it, it's really hard to go against uh, now the two-time uh, Monster Energy uh, Supercross champion and, uh, you know, um, man, he's he's so good uh, in Supercross and uh, he could become the sixth or the uh, second all-time on the wins list uh, mm-hmm. right up there with Jeremy McGrath if... Uh, he can knock off seven wins, which he's done it in his career before, and uh, his average is 5.5 uh, wins a year since he's been in the uh, 450 class and won back in 2015. So it's going to be really interesting. We know that Tomac's physical condition is good. We know his mental strength is good. Uh, obviously, he's shown it. Uh, last year, he showed us that he can pull hole shots. That was one of the Achilles heels. Uh, with Tomac there at, at Monster Energy Cowie, but ever since he's gotten on this um, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha uh, or Yamaha Star Racing team, it is uh, it has changed, and it only took one year. Now, uh, with the Star Racing Yamaha team, they do have a brand new motorcycle going into this season, so I wonder if that's going to come up any uh, Heavy D with uh, them having any troubles or difficulties uh, with the uh, chassis or engine or uh, anything like that, or you think uh, you think the Yamaha is just as good as it was in 2022? I also I think I think it's as good as it was. I mean they uh, I mean they got some of the brightest minds over there at Star Yamaha, so and they're in on the R and D, and they got the fastest riders some of the fastest riders in the sport on the team. So, and they're out there constantly day in and day out putting in work. So they're, if there's anything wrong, they, they will have it figured out if they haven't already done it. That's, that's for sure. I can assure you that. And yeah, I honestly don't think like, I, and Tomac's going to be winning. I, I can assure you that it's, um, and I don't think it'll be like bike issue. And me personally, I just feel like right now it's like Tomac is the fastest guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's proved he's the fastest guy. But all, in a in Supercross especially, the the guys this year they have that's going to line up against him is going to make it harder than it's ever been. And year after year, Supercross gets better. But this year, it's going to be. I feel like this is going to be like the pinnacle of Supercross this year because I don't think there's ever been this much talent and this many guys that can go win a Supercross on one gate ever until now. We always say every single year how stacked the field is, and every single year we're like, we swear that this is like the most stacked field, you know? But man, this year, two thousand or you know, going into two thousand and twenty three, I mean, you you have to think so. And uh, you know, uh you have Dylan Ferrandis on that Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing team, uh coming back your two thousand and twenty one uh 
pro motocross champion. Uh, he he raced uh, a little bit last year, uh, the first couple of rounds, and then went out with a thumb injury and uh, came back a little bit for the outdoors until Bam Bam took him out, and uh, he got hurt at Bud's Creek, and uh, then he came back from the Motocross of Nations and showed us that he still got the speed uh, to run up front. So it will be interesting for uh, Dylan Fernandez coming back um, and seeing how well he does uh, with Supercross. The run has not been, I think, what uh, himself or the team has anticipated. I think he's only came away with one podium. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody can quote me if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe he's only had one uh, 450 Monster Energy Supercross podium. So it's going to be interesting what uh, Dylan Ferrandez can do. And then uh, Heavy D, Justin Cooper, at least he got something. He's going to do some select rounds on the 450, but I'm surprised for a defending 250 class champion. Um, very surprised that they uh, went the round with the select rounds, but... Hey, he's got he you know, Tomac's gonna be booted out or not booted out, but he's gonna be going into retirement mode apparently after Supercross. So that's uh what Justin Cooper will be riding is pretty much Tomac's bike. Uh just, you know, set up for him. So uh Dylan Ferrandez, Justin Cooper, heavy D. Yeah, that's uh I, I honestly I, I I like that decision. I really do. For Justin just Cooper. Yeah, I, I like that decision, man. Like, man, it's just – I'm and not saying he wouldn't do good. I'm not saying that by any means. But, dude, the 450 class, like, I don't think people realize, dude, it is stacked. It'll – you got to think. You're going to have guys on teams, factory support, factory riders that won't make the main. Yeah. And 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 you know Justin Cooper's no slouch, but man, like I, I have chills right now sitting here thinking about how hard the 450 class is going to be. It's going to be stacked. <laughs> just, just think about this, okay? We, we're sitting here talking about Ferrandez. Only reason I feel like Ferrandez didn't do good this past year because he got hurt in Supercross, so he didn't get to race any. And everybody knows, like, it, you can go practice all you want, but. Dude, that race pace, that race form, is night and day. And it's different. You yep. lose it. You you can lose it just as fast as you can gain it. Yep. So you think you have Ferrandez, Tomac, Malcolm, Christian Craig, Colt Nichols, Chase Sexton, Ken Roxon, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, um, Marvin Muscan, like Marvin Muscan. Dude, that's just ten. That we, I just ripped off in a matter of four seconds. Justin Barsha. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, dude, we're gonna get into all of them. Like, there's there's so many uh, on this list. But hey, for Justin Cooper, for him to be for this to be his 450 rookie season in Supercross and to be only doing a select rounds for his rookie 450 Supercross appearance, man, I. I feel like that's gotta hurt. Like as like he did so well on the two fifties and was always up there, won him a title, all of this good stuff. I feel like, you know, he should have the chance to run the entire series um for his four fifty rookie debut, but at first they weren't gonna give him anything. Uh and then um 
you know, now they're allowing him to do select rounds. But I'm just thinking just for just for him, like I would have think that that would have been – that would maybe be a bummer. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think, Heavy D? Um, in a sense, yeah. But then again, I, I'm going to say no just because it, it sucks how he got – you know, he got booted out of the 250 class. I mean, it's kind of – it's kind of shitty how they done that, and then they changed the rule right after they boot him out. Right. But, like, and I ain't saying he should be nervous or anything like that, because, I mean, he, he Justin Cooper throws down, he works hard, and, I mean, he can be a top guy, no doubt in my mind. But I feel like, that, you know, he struggled a bit, a bit in outdoors. It was great. He struggled in outdoors, but then he went to the MX and Nations, and it was like, what the hell happened? Like, how did you? He just flipped the switch at MX and Nations and went, like, he went rogue. He went, yeah, like, he went fully <laughs> rogue, dude. Like, I, I mean, he really needed to step up, and he stepped up when USA uh, needed him most. And I think a lot of people were uh, d- doubting uh, the USA's deci- decision um, of bringing Justin Cooper in. A lot of talks were talking about Barsha and and Craig going down to the 250s but they decided to stick with Justin Cooper and uh man nobody can talk different uh he he went completely rogue and uh helped USA bring bring home that motocross uh designations trophy and uh what a comeback from 2018 and when they went to um they went overseas when it rained um Man, where they have to do the designations the year after in nineteen, uh, and it rained and it was all sandy, but Cooper had the fastest lap time. But anyways, um, it's just good for him to get somewhere. Um, Ferrandis, anything else on Ferrandis? No, I just I'm good to see him. I mean, I, I hope he comes out swinging the Supercross outdoors. I know he's going to be a menace. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's especially if he stays healthy. Coming, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll get the chase here in a minute, but yeah, Chase and Jet have got a a Frenchman to deal with uh, when it comes outdoors, and we know how fast uh, how fast Dylan Ferrandez could be. And yeah, that's the uh, Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing team, and moving right into the Monster Energy Kawasaki team, Jason Anderson finished uh, right behind Eli Tomac in the title fight for last year's uh, two thousand or. Uh, yeah, last year's 2022 Monster Energy Supercross champion, Jason Anderson. Uh, I feel like he's going to be uh, just as good, if not better, uh, for 2023. Heavy D. <laughs> and that was another – him and another two I forgot to mention. My bad. But on, on, on Jason, yeah, he'll definitely be there. I mean, it's – he got another year to learn the bike. He got a full year to learn the bike. And, I mean, you know, just like Tomac, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. And, sure enough, that green grass and that green Cowie, uh, I think that that was his best year. Motocross, Supercross, he finally got a win in outdoor motocross, so nobody has to give him shit about that no more. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think this could be something special for uh for jason anderson if he can keep those small mistakes and those uh run-ins with people uh out of the way and uh just being smart i think uh you know he's obviously got the speed he won seven races last year tied with tomac uh so yeah i mean 
Crazy. Uh, uh, I think I think he's going to do really well this year. Second year on the team. Um, yeah, heavy D. You you want to know what's funny? What's if that? that's if he if he wants to, that's who I have winning this year. Ooh, you're doing your prediction early. Uh, that's I'm I'm saying it, it just ha- he has to want to do it though. It's like if he's okay, like because the thing about Jason, he don't really like the limelight. He likes to be like behind. If he could go win, not have to like deal with media and all that, he would probably win every race. Yeah. He just don't like to be like in the spotlight. Absolutely, but yeah. If the thing is, and here's how Jason loves to ride. He loves to race. That's just his thing. If and Cowie, like everybody knows, I feel like everybody knows they put an immense amount of pressure on their top guys mm-hmm. to go win. So I feel like they like just so he keep his ride, he would go win this year just <laughs> to keep his ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to have another just to have another couple of years. But man, it seems like he's been different since he got on that Cowie. It seems like he's more motivated. He's uh got a home life now. So uh, you know, he got married and uh yeah, I think I think Jason Anderson is going to come out and he's not playing around this year. I think this is going to oh. be something special for uh, – yeah, and that's a good prediction, Heavy D. I mean, um, I think there's three guys that you have to classify as uh, title threat, title winners, um, and that's Tomac, Anderson, and Sexton. Um, I believe those three guys right there have shown the speed, have shown – uh, consistency outside of Chase Sexton, uh, I believe, uh, but it shows. Obviously, the reason I say that is because Sexton did so well in the outdoors that you have to put him as a um, a title guy, uh, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Oh if yeah. I, I don't know if I'm ready to throw any of the other guys in there quite yet, but we'll get to those, uh, you know, guys here in just a second. And we can't forget about. Uh, Jason Anderson's teammate on that Monster Energy Kawasaki, Adam Cincerello. Um, this is a year he has to put it together. He needs to finish a series, a full series. He has not done that since what? The the year that he won uh, the outdoor championship? He lost the Supercross he lost the Supercross title, but he he was able to get all the way through that and he was able to get all the way through the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship, obviously winning it. So, and ever since then, we have not seen Adam finish an entire series. Last year, he came in with a bum shoulder and was still winning with a bum shoulder. So, um, pretty much riding with one arm, uh, he was saying in some of the interviews after the races. So, um, we didn't see much of AC. Um, Last year, obviously, pulled out early, took the entire year off to get everything fixed that he could. Um, I'm hearing rumors that he may still not be a hundred percent coming into Anaheim one, um, so I don't, I don't know how this is going to go, Heavy D. Um, I, yeah. I I, I want to pull for AC. I think I think everybody wants AC nine to win. I think everybody wants AC nine to do really well. Uh, but can Adam Cincerello get rid of the dumb mistakes? Um, Heavy D, what do you think? Is this is this the year, 2023, that Adam Cincerello finishes an entire 450 uh, season? Yes, man. 
This puts me in a tough spot right here. <laughs> um, and no offense to no riders. Any anybody we talk about, this is this is just opinionated base bench racing 2011 C class champion and a 2013 uh, Mega Series champion. So I mean, you know, we're we're like nobody's here. So. I, it, it's one of these things. It's like, damn, if I say it, and damn, if I don't. Yeah. Do I, I want to do? I want to see AC succeed. I do. Like, he's an awesome dude. He really is. Like, super cool, down to earth. It's like almost like a Ken Roxon. He's almost like a Ken Roxon yeah. type of dude where uh, you either you love him or you hate him, but most of the industry loves him. So, and they want him to see him do good. So. And here's 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 my thing on this. I don't think it's so much as dumb decisions dude I just in my opinion I think his shoulders just jacked I think that's what it stems from I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie to you mm-hmm. I think his shoulders just jacked like I I feel like they they kind of screwed AC over from jump as soon as he stepped in pros like it's like you you see a bunch of kids in the amateur ranks and even now, and not to get off subject, but Hayden Deegan is one of them. It's like, why is he still there? Let him stay there. He's racing, whatever. But they like, why, why, why is he? Why hasn't he moved up? You got some kids that should be gone, and then you got the ones they need to stay back a little longer. Yep. I feel like they they rushed AC. They they kind of screwed him. Yeah. Instead of like, as soon as he got off Super Minis, he didn't race any amateur stuff. In B or A, if I'm not mistaken, he just went straight pro. Yeah, and I think it kind of hurt him because he got and sounds jacked because he won. He did win his first ever Supercross race, yep. which is pretty darn sick. But at the same time, he was still little. He was tiny as shit. Yeah, coming out of your ranks, he he could still Skin fit on bones. a Superman. Skin and bones. Yeah, and when he popped his shoulder out like three times in one race yeah that was a done deal there and then he got hurt again after that it was just like he broke his wrist it was a another shoulder uh, the arm pump surgeries yeah it's like and everybody know like dude your shoulders take an immense amount of abuse in moto so like i think it still plagues him he may not they may not say anything but I think it still it still it still messes with him. And shoulder injury is one of those things. Once your shoulder's jacked, it's it's jacked. Like I mean, sometimes you can get lucky, get a surgery, and get out of it. But if you go through multiple surgeries and you get to plan with that labrum, that rotator cuff, it's usually about a done deal. And I'm not saying it's over for him completely. Yeah. I I just feel like it. It's one of those things, in my opinion. He's like a far along in his career, and it, it just it just kind of it kind of messed him up. I just feel like they rushed him. Yeah, and I think I think he's the last one that they ever did like that, where just off super many straight pro. Um, yeah, I think that that he was the last one, and I think that that's the last one we will ever see. Um, yeah, I think we all want uh, Adam Cicerello to do really well, and uh, man, just. Keep it consistent if you're uh, kind of like what Garrett Marchbank said last week on the Imperative MX podcast, what Ivan Tedesco was telling him. Hey, man, 
if you're a podium guy or you think that you can win and you're feeling it, then go ahead. But if you're not, stick around that top five, top six, fourth. Somewhere, exactly. Somewhere stay around in there and don't go and weed yourself. You know, you, you have a long time to, you know, he's still young, you know. Um, he still yeah. He still has years. He obviously has speed. It's going to take his body. I mean, he hasn't raced. And what we talk about all the time, you know, that race pace is different. You could go do a cabillion laps around the Supercross track, but nothing will be equivalent to when you line up on that gate and you have thousands of fans screaming over you. You have the announcer. You have the, you know, just everything. You know, it's completely different, and it can never be replicated unless you're at the race. No, and me personally, watching, hey, I would, dude, I would, I, I root for him every time, but I would root for him so hard if he, if he was winning and he fit, it just like hit him like I can't hang on. I would root for him so hard if he would, if he got seventeen six places in a row and just finished rather than being up front and feeling like, all right, I got to go for it and end the season. I would love to see him. Just, you know, finish out solid. Just uh, If you get freaking 17, 17, place, 17 places, oh, well, you finished out the season. Then come back next year and go forward. Yeah, like I think, dude, get top five every single race. We know that his speed is there. We know he could do it. Oh, he yeah. showed it last year literally riding with one arm. So it's like he has the speed. He has the style. He has everything going, you know, he has everything. His just body is just worked, man. Kind of like Roxon. Like, it's going to take a while for for him to come back, but we all want AC9 uh, to do really well, and uh, we hope the best for him uh, this year. Uh, that was the Monster Energy Kawasaki team here on the special edition of the Imperative MX uh, podcast, talking about the 2023 bench racing a little bit for the Super Motocross uh, championship in 2023 and with Anaheim one being just around the corner for the 2023 monster energy supercross championship 450 class. Uh, we're going to move along, but we wanted to appreciate, uh, you listening. If you have, uh, if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. This first year episode number 10 will be next week. And, uh, yeah, this first year has been absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, Heavy D. Um, let's talk about Malcolm Stewart. Finished the season third last year, even though he got punted by uh, Barsha uh, a couple of times. Um, but Malcolm, uh, this is his second year on that Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. Um, whoop speed is good. Hair looks good. I know the fishing rod has been casting a lot here recently. Uh, whenever he gets a chance, but Malcolm Stewart, Heavy D, uh, is this the year, 2023, that Malcolm Stewart gets his first 450 Supercross win? Man, I, honestly, <laughs> I feel like he, he, I feel like, I think he can get more than one win this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really We do. thought that it was going to come last year. Well, it's funny because what were we in, 2022, 2021 was this past year. 
so 20, 20, when was it? 2020 when he broke his femur? Mm, yeah. Was it 20? Yeah. COVID he year broke or was it the year before that? Hold on. COVID year was 2020? Yeah. So 19? It was 19. Okay. Yeah. So 2019, that's when I thought he was going to get his first win. Yeah. Cause he was on the, um, he came out with his own team, didn't he? And he was, no, no, no. That was 17 or 18. Okay. What, what was he riding in 19? Do, uh, was that the, nah, he would never went to JGR, right? I'm completely, I'm no, tripping. He, he rode JGR, but that wasn't a year. Okay. That, okay. That so I'm not year. tripping too hard. Nice. Um, but anyways, uh, go ahead with what you were saying. Um, I've got one, but that was when he broke his semi because he was on a mission. He was about to go win that year, that day. Yeah. That year. But, um, no, I feel like I just have to see, you know, it's just one of those. The only reason I'm really not picking him because I know he can win. He has the speed. It's there. It's just the whole ordeal was like, man, all of them training the Aldens. I just, nothing against Alden. I'm not like knocking Alden. And everybody didn't know that. I just, it's just one of those things. It's like, with that, if you're there with that many guys, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, that, you, you think, you th- do you think his ceiling has already been um, his highest, or are we going to see a higher Malcolm Stewart? Do, do you, is it going to be the same as, Last year, he's going to have speed. He's going to be really close. Going to get some podiums, um, or do you think, or, or do you think that this could be a year where he kind of flashes out and kind of shows his real, um, real speed? They do have a new, you know, they're um, with the brand new motorcycle, the Husqvarna FC 450. Um, I guess it's their works edition. I forget what it's actually called, um, but have they got the bike figured out? I know that. You know everybody on those uh, um, on those brands, KTM, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, were struggling last year, and uh, I wonder if they've gotten the bike dialed uh, enough for him to advance, and maybe that's what he was missing last year. Um, thoughts, Heavy D? I I do feel as if we'll we'll get a higher Malcolm. I'm not I'm not doubting that just because I mean. He's he's like James, but I'm not trying to compare him to James. Like I know you don't, you never want to live in your sibling's shadow, and he's not because he's made his own way. But when it comes to Supercross, it's just like man, like he's probably by far one of the most talented ones to ride Supercross, just like James, mm-hmm. just because of stuff they can do. But then again, also I'm just looking for a lot of these riders too. And I think that's one thing we haven't really talked about or we skipped over. I feel like it all depends on how they how the supercross tracks are this year too. Yeah, I've heard some conversations that they're not gonna be making the whoops as big as they did last year, which I think is a big bummer because I think big whoops separates guys. And I think that that's yeah, absolutely. what I think that that's what supercross uh needs and and wants. Long sets of whoops. Um you know, it's a, it's a uh, it's a difference changer uh, for the riders, um, and 
you know, for the track as well. And I think it brings better racing as well. It makes the guys uh, a little bit tighter, um, especially if there is a rough whoop section. But you know, uh, this Rockstar Energy game might as well be called the Indoor Whoop Monster uh, because you have two of the best uh, that go through the whoops with Malcolm Stewart and uh, Christian Craig. Uh, this is, uh, everybody's calling him a rookie in the 450 class, but, uh, I would say not just because we have seen Christian Craig race, uh, some 450 supercrosses and, uh, I believe he's gotten a top five before. So I wouldn't count this as a rookie, uh, year for Christian Craig. If you want to call the rookie full season for Christian Craig, I can completely understand that, but, um, what do you think Christian's highest uh, ceiling is, Heavy D? I I think he will get a podium. I don't see a win uh, in 2023 um, unless everything falls into place uh, and a little luck on his side. Uh, I believe that he can get it done, but just going off of just knowledge and um, preparation, uh, there's a lot of guys on this list that we still have plenty more to get into. Um that I think have the upper hand on uh, on Christian Craig, but I do believe that he will be a solid guy all the way through, and he'll finish the entire uh, season series, the Super Motocross World Championship. I mean, he'll be there all the way until the end, I believe. Heavy D? Um, I feel like... <laughs> oh, man. So, here's... Okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. Give me a give me a top ten rundown of what you think right now. Of riders ranking from one to ten. Yeah, give me like a top ten. It don't it don't have to be a weekend. It's just be random right now. All right, random. I mean, you got Tomac, you got Anderson, you got Sexton, you have Mookie, you have uh -huh. Marvin, you have uh -huh. um. I'm going to have to throw AC in there just because of his speed and he can be a top 10 uh, guy, but I don't think that he's going to finish the entire series, but I'll throw him in there as kind of like a wild card. Uh, you have Cooper Webb. You have Justin Barsha. Uh, you have, um, I mean, even, so what, I'm at eight. Um, mm -hmm. Ken Roxon, uh, you have to throw him in there. Um, and for my 10th place guy, I'm going to throw... Um, AP in there. AP right there around that uh yeah, for 10. Uh That's what I got for at least top 10, at least in my opinion on uh ranking. Uh I guess what's uh what's your point? My point is, even with I'm going to throw Christian Craig in there, that'll be 11 and I'm going to throw Colt Nichols in there, that'll be 12. So basically, out of those twelve, I'm going to say out of twelve of them, we'll have eight different winners this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're looking at the list. I mean, you know, we still have Cooper Webb to talk about. We still have AP Barsha, Sexton, Colt Nichols to talk about. Uh, we have Ken Roxon still to talk about. Uh, Dean Wilson on the Firepower Honda. We know he's he's consistent. He's not going to be, uh, you know, killing himself to go all the way to the front. But from five to twelve. I mean, you're going to, I mean, well, I wouldn't even say five. I would say seven to 12, you would see uh, Dean Wilson there. 
I'd and, be, I'd be shocked if he get a get a fifth place, but we're gonna get the get to him in a minute. But um, heavy D. And and with, with that being said, I feel depends on how Christian rides. If he's riding the four fifty like he was the two fifty, I'm going to put him in the win category. I, I could I could foresee him winning a race. Yeah. If he's riding, I don't know how he's riding the Husky, how his training regimen is, or how how that is. But if he's riding. That husky, like he was the 250, I could see him getting a win. Yeah, and you also got to you also have to throw this in the play. Also, he's training with Alden Baker. This is his first time ever training with Alden Baker. So, um, yeah, we're gonna see what the program uh, does for him. Uh, yeah, that's that Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Whoop Monster uh, team uh, that we're gonna call out uh, for this year. And uh, man. FXR, uh, some of the littest kit in the game, uh, best in sizing, venting, and uh, just best fit. In my opinion, Garrett Marchbanks uh, last week said the exact same thing. We see a lot of lit kits around the local motocross scene in uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina, all of all of that. All of the riders look really good in FXR, and uh, yeah, it's winter season it's getting a little chilly out there if you need any jackets or snow gear make sure to go to fxrracing.com motocross gear pants jerseys accessories uh helmets anything that you guys need uh for fxr go to fxrracing.com and uh yeah silver valley mx park heavy d the local national v local national son it's I can't wait for it 2023 the 2023 local national I'm ready for it already I can't wait oh man it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh Lexington North Carolina's own Silver Valley MX Park there will be a couple of NC MX races there uh next year so make sure to go and check out uh the go NC MX dot com website i believe if i got that right off the top of my head regardless just go and check out the 2023 ncmx uh series go and check out all of the racing series that is uh that's going on right now but man uh or for 2023 check uh check all of those racing schedules district 13 ncmx victory sports all of the all of the ones that are around the surrounding area, so make sure to go and uh, check them out. And FXR uh, will, uh, or Silver Valley, uh, will be on the list for some of those races. So Red Bull KTM, Heavy D, Marvin Muskan was the only one to get a win for Red Bull KTM last year in either the Supercross Championship or the uh, Pro Motocross Championship during the summer. Uh, Marvin is he going to go another year? Like, uh, we know 2023, he's good. He's got a rod. Is this it? Is this uh, is this the last hurrah for Marvin Muskan? I, I want to say it is. I think he's come to his... Uh, I feel like he's, you know, come to terms with really being able, ready, just being able to hang it up and call it a good career, which, I mean, he has. He's had a solid career. That's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, he was beating Tomac at his best at Cowie. Uh, that 2017 year outdoors, the 2017 year indoors, even with Dunge, and he got a couple wins in there. So Marvin's been uh, – he's good. Uh, obviously, 
he can still go out and, and win certain races. Uh, he won Red Bull straight with him, rhythm uh, earlier this year, or not earlier this year, but uh, a couple months ago. Um, he seems to be doing some R&D testing for um, the Aussie brands, uh, KTM and uh, Husqvarna and that sort of thing with riding uh, this summer when he did not race the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to fit right in as like a brand ambassador um, or something revolving around uh, that Red Bull KTM factory racing team. Um but, I, I mean, I could see him sneaking out a win, but I don't see him sneaking out a couple of wins. Uh, Heavy D? Yeah, no, I can agree with that. You know, um, I don't – I mean, God, it's so tough. It just all has to fall in place for him to get a win, I feel like. It just – the stars have to truly align right now because it ain't. it's not that Marvin can't win. He's just when it comes to racing, he, he becomes a head case. Yeah, yeah. And that that's one thing you don't really want to you don't really, you don't want to be a head case at all when it comes to racing. But it's like if he's racing and he makes the slightest mistake, you can just go ahead and say, "All right, yeah, he's uh, it's it, it, it's not his win tonight." Yeah, that's just how I feel about Marvin. Love to watch him ride, man. He has incredible like technique form and style so but i just feel like you you know it just it all has to align for him to go win so for me I, i'm gonna say i don't think he will get one i could be wrong but i just don't think he will okay yeah i um i think he's just so smart and just like uh very mel- uh, like melodical like around the track he he just uh he knows it and he picks it up uh as the race goes on and we'll see uh with the whoops if they tear him down a little bit and even bring back jumpers we know that the frenchman uh marvin muskan is very good uh through the whip or through the whoops whenever they become uh jumpable so um cooper webb uh your two-time monster energy ma supercross champion 2019 and 2021 it is another odd year that we are going into in 2023 Will Cooper Webb um, at least get a win this year? I mean, last year, I mean, he was def- defending champion, never even got um, – I don't even – did he even get on the podium last year, Heavy D? I don't even know. He, yeah, yeah, I yeah he-, he did because uh, he almost beat Tomac at uh, Daytona. Um, and then um, I think it was McElrath that uh, accidentally got, got in his way and Tomac went, uh, went on to win his sixth Daytona and uh, – Dude, seven Daytonas in a row. If Tomac can do it, or not in a row, but just all time, that's crazy. But I just thought about that while I was thinking, while I was talking about Daytona. But uh, Cooper Webb, Heavy D, what? Uh, let me hear your thoughts. <laughs> here's, the, here, here's my thing. Local legend, by the way, North Carolina zone. We, I feel like he he's gonna he's gonna win. He's gonna get a win. Him, if he gets that win, everybody's in trouble. Because if he gets any kind of mental advantage over you, he is going to ruin your life. Yeah, we know what he did. We know what he did in twenty one when he took that title away from Ken. I mean, uh, oh man, I mean the mind games, the mind games, the the mental strength. His mental game is unreal. It is strong. Like, dude, he has got. Dude, it's his met 
just it's hard to explain, man. It's just like even if you ever watch him in amateur ranks, if you raced him in amateur ranks, he you get off the track. It's like as soon as he puts that helmet on, it's a killer instinct. It's just like what is up with this dude? Mm-hmm. He just like shuts everything out, and he's going to give a hell for however long he's on that track. And if he beats you, oh, you can cancel Christmas. Yeah, it's game over. I, He's his dude. It's just the strength. It's like you. It goes to show, like you. He, he's fast regardless, but you don't have to have all the speed. But if you got a, a solid mental game, oh yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, and that's where he excels at. And uh, yeah, it would be really interesting to see if Cooper Webb can get a win and uh, potentially in this odd year, since he's all about odd championship winning years, uh, can get it done um, this year on that Red Bull KTM and last rider on the team, Aaron Plessinger. Um, do it for Dale, AP. Uh, I feel like this is a big year for AP. This is his uh, second year at uh, KTM. Last year did not go uh, extremely well for Plessinger, and it was... Uh, Man, we all love AP, and we want AP to do well. Uh, but, man, uh, this is uh, – AP's got to show us something here this year. Yeah, he, he will. I mean, it's just one of those things. You know, he was with Star for a, a pretty good bit, you know. And, uh, honestly, I don't – I mean, I don't think he really wanted to leave Star. Yeah. He's just like – and I don't think he wanted him to leave either. But in a sense, you know, you it, everything has to make sense, you know. And I just, I feel like even for him, like going to Red Bull KTM was probably the best fit at the time and even now. And, of course, it, it's going to take time, you know. The, the bikes are night and day. The field is night and day. I mean, team's night and day. But, uh. I feel like this is the year for him. I really do. He can come out swinging. Even if he doesn't, like, he's going to catch his groove sometimes. So, I'm never counting out AP. Like, I mean, he's a Dale Earnhardt in motocross. So, we, yeah. we can't count him out. Yeah, absolutely. A fan favorite uh, from, I think, every person uh, that watches uh, professional motocross, supercross. Um, you have to be an AP fan and, um, you know, not discrediting oh. anything by AP. You know, we all want to see him do well, um, but I think at the end of the day, I think this is a big year for AP, and um, I want him to do well, and I think um, he can get on the box for sure. I, I mean, he's got he's got the um, the speed for it. He's got the style for it. Um, he's got to get used to this, uh, you know, brand-new KTM, just like everybody else does that's on the team or dealing with those uh, Aussie brands. But, um, yeah, AP... Man, I hope uh, oh. I hope he can bring it together this year. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like anything, dude. You know, you know just as well as I do. Like you're gonna have up, you're gonna have ups and downs. And I don't really think this past year was so much a like a big down. It's just like things didn't play in his favor and stuff like went wrong. You know. Yeah, and, and it everybody might have been the has best thing for him too because the bike was yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, it just. Yeah. I mean. It's just one of those deals. Like, it's hard 
to jump on a new bike and get comfortable. Who it's not to say the bike's bad because I know it's not a bad bike. Right. It's just when you're used to going fast on something else, like you you talking about going from a rigid frame to a basically a flex frame, a soft frame. Mm-hmm. Things are completely different. The setup's different. The bike handles different. It reacts different. Like where you go, where he was going fast on the Yamaha, he probably couldn't go fast on the KTM. And Absolutely. it's just it's all in setup. And like when you when you aren't a hundred percent comfortable, you can't go fast. You can't go fast if you're not comfortable. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And when you push on something that isn't particularly in your comfort zone, things tend to happen. That's all it is too. It ain't necessarily saying he did anything bad because he didn't. It's just one of those years. It was more of a learning curve on where he could push and where he couldn't. It ain't like they was trying to figure it out that way, but they did figure it out that way. Because if it didn't go right, he would hit the ground. He bounced back up, but he still hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I feel like this year is going to be totally different. I think they definitely learned a lot. So we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. And when he, uh, we will see. The Red Bull KTM uh, Factory Racing Squad, uh, Marvin Muskan, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger. Uh, we will see if those uh, 2023 450s uh, work a little bit better than those 2022s. And uh, moving on to the next team, the TLD Red Bull Gas Gas Factory Racing Team. Uh, you got Justin Barsha. Um, Justin Barsha, we kind of know what we're going to get. He can come out and win Anaheim 1, and I do not think that I would, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I would just be like, yep, Barsha won, you know, and uh, we'll see if he can keep it going all the way throughout or if by round three he's, you know, uh, back to sixth or seventh uh, position in the points. But <laughs> regardless, he's got the style, or not the style, but he's got the speed. Um, but can he uh, chill out a little bit on the aggressive racing and uh, let's play everybody nice. He's got a uh, he's got a child now. So does that chill out, uh, wild child Bam uh, Bam, Bam Barsha, Heavy D? Uh, Bam Land himself. <laughs> I I love that guy. Oh man, he makes it interesting. I think he'll he'll do good. Honestly, I feel like he may come out win and I won like he does every year. Yep. And yeah. but. I mean, it's, he was battling for third uh, for third in the championship last year, and you know, with the with the move that he made, and uh, he got docked some positions. I do believe, if my memory recalls right, but yeah, I mean, he got fifth in the title last year. He ran the entire series, so um, you know, he's going to be there. Uh, he's going to be a pain in the ass to some of these riders, uh, <laughs> literally. But, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, do you think Justin Barsha pulls out a win this year, or do you think? Uh, or you think he's just going to be uh, kind of what we have been seeing? Because he won not last year's Anaheim one, but 2021 Anaheim one. Uh, his mm-hmm. first year was it first year with the Gas Gas? Yeah, because they did that um, that introduction where they actually brought the whole team and uh, brought it to Anaheim one and all that because they were like three in a row or whatever. Or maybe it, or maybe that was last year and it just didn't happen. I can't remember, but. Regardless of the fact, we kind of know what we're going to get from uh, Bam Bam, Justin Barsha, Wild Child. Um, Yeah, he's got a baby now, so we'll see if that kind of chills him out or if uh, we're going to get the same Justin Barsha, but I believe that we're still going to get the same same Justin Barsha, Heavy D. Yeah, 
No, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bam Bam ain't going nowhere no time soon. <laughs> he he always going to be handing out them ass whippings <laughs> yeah. in the corners, as I call it. Absolutely. So, uh, next team, Honda HRC. Um, the factory racing team with Chase Sexton and uh, the new guy on the market uh, or on the team, Colt Nichols. Let's talk about Sexton. We know that, uh, well, he got sixth in the points last year. Um, had that run in where Webb landed on him and uh, hurt his shoulder a little bit, I believe, or his arm. Um, and uh, had that crazy uh, where he was leading the race, would have won with a couple of laps to go and his front end tucked going uh, going up that one jump and uh, pretty much pitched him over. Uh, looked like he uh, knocked himself out. But um, can we minimize the mistakes? And can Chase Sexton, um, he got his first win last year. Um, is he going to be, he, he's going to be a title threat, right? Heavy D. I mean, we've seen what he can do on a supercross track, we know what he can do on a motocross track. So I guess really in particular, he's going to be there all season uh, for this supercross season, and he's going to be there for the entire super motocross uh, world championship at the end of the year. I feel like he will. If he don't, I feel like if he doesn't, it's only because of little mistakes. He's If he, if he gets those little mistakes out of his system this year, I've – I feel like he'll be there. That that's the only thing that that holds him back. It's just man, those those little mistakes that cost him big. Yeah, and, and those those little mistakes are like you say, big ones, and they're ones that he doesn't re-enter the track uh, mm-hmm. after he gets pulled off. Um, yeah, if he can minimize those mistakes, uh, anything else? No, I just, I mean. I feel like he, he he'll he'll be there. Just keep it on two wheels, no tip overs, and um, stay headstrong. He'll definitely uh, be there because he's got the speed. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's get into my favorite. Uh, this is going to be my underdog pick for. Uh, he's going to go rogue this year. He's uh, it's Colt Nichols. I think Colt is going to do extremely well. This is a tryout for him. His four fifty. Uh, Supercross debut is going to be on the factory Honda HRC team. He's going to have Chase Sexton as his uh, as his teammate. He gets to have uh, Jet and them, uh, you know, on in, on the 250 side. He's got a lot of good people uh, in his corner, obviously, on that Honda HRC factory racing team. I believe this is my deep sleeper. Uh, Colt Nichols is going to surprise everybody. Um, oh yeah, I've never I've never been a huge fan of Colt Nichols. Of like, oh yeah, he's my favorite rider, or you know anything like that. I've always loved his style. I always thought that he was very very uh, melodical on the bike. I feel like this Honda fits him so extremely well, and uh, I believe with the time off, he got to. Uh, really, really test this motorcycle early, um, or earlier than I think uh, he would have expected, uh, because I don't think that he had any plans. I mean, I think the RM um, fan or not the fantasy, but the 
Oh, help me out, Heavy D. The Rocky Mountain ATV MC. I thought that they were going to uh, come back, the Butler brothers. Uh, I thought he was going to go on that team, and then that team ended up folding. And then he ended up getting this uh, Honda HRC rod. His, Like I said, his pro debut, rookie season, 450s, but he's got to prove a point. It's Supercross only. Uh, deep sleeper, in my opinion, Heavy D. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be the one this year. He'll be the one. The, um, man, I just they, – they picked him for a reason. I think he's he's probably shredding that 450. And honestly, I feel like it's probably – I don't, yeah, I don't even think it's a tryout. I feel like he's going to be there for um, a pretty good while. As long as he stays healthy, He's uh, he'll be there because he's fast at Supercross, man. The dude, he's he throws down. So I feel like this is going to be a, a, a solid year for Colton, the 450 class, especially on the HRC Honda. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, no, I believe the exact same thing. And uh, Hydropower. Uh, go and check out drinkhydropower.com for uh, all of the um, reviews and all of the uh, nutrients, uh, you know, the the facts that you need uh, through Hydropower. Man, uh, Heavy D got to see what it did to me, and, uh, man, I can only imagine what it does to you. Help increase uh, or in, reduce the, that arm pump, uh, get that uh, intensity up a little bit, better endurance. Uh, they got blue raz. The stuff tastes awesome. Uh, drinking it throughout the day, as always. So, like to thank those guys for being on board. And uh, man, we have so much going on in 2023 here at uh, Imperative MX and on the Imperative MX podcast for future shows. And uh, we have sponsors that are going to come in for next year. Man, we have so much going on uh, down the road, and we're glad to have Hydropower a part of the program and uh heavy P heavy d we gotta get into the hep progressive suzuki i believe is what they're going to call it um we have ken roxon we've talked a lot about ken roxon so um is he's gonna do the entire he wants to do the entire thing uh so for me it's gonna be really interesting when supercross comes to an end depending on what uh position ken is getting I could see him going to World Supercross and skipping out on the um motocross championship. But he's my pick for Anaheim one. Uh Ken Roxon on that uh Suzuki. Uh hasn't been there since two thousand and sixteen. Obviously gelled with the bike was uh apparently he had the contract ready to go for Fire Firepower Honda, but uh when he rode the H E P Suzuki, uh he told him that he would come there and at least ride it just to test it. And he said he absolutely fell in love uh, with the Suzuki. And uh, this is a perfect time if you need a 2023 RMZ 450. Make sure to go and check out West Virginia Motorsports. But um, they have them uh, in stock. Uh, $89.99 out the door. Uh, Suzuki, man, it's, it's awesome. Comes with a brand new Yoshimira RS12 full system exhaust uh, and some graphics. Um, it's awesome. Uh, Ken Ken Roxton, Heavy D. Uh, anything really that we need to talk about? We know he's a winner. He can be a title contender. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's we're gonna what we're gonna get out of uh, Ken Roxton on the Suzuki. But do you think that this is a new uh, and improved Ken Roxton? Is this gonna be a healthy and rejuvenated and he's got everything uh, going together? Because as we know, as the series goes longer, it seems that Ken has issues. So is this the year that? 
uh, Ken Roxon kind of puts it all together and uh, kind of makes something out of this, maybe bringing home a title. Uh, what's your thoughts, Heavy D, real quick? Yeah, I think um, I think he can do it. I think it was a solid decision for him to go Suzuki. I mean, that's home for him. Not, nothing against Firepower Honda. I mean, I'm sure that was a solid deal too, but I mean – He's always looked good on Suzuki, man. He's, he always has gelled with it well. And, I mean, from the last time he wrote, wrote a Suzuki, it's a big, big upgrade on it. So, not – I mean, I know we know Suzuki don't do much in their bikes, but, like, here in the past years, but I think it's a big upgrade compared to the last Suzuki he had wrote. So, I feel like uh, he's going to turn a lot of heads on the HEP Suzuki. Yeah, uh, myself included in um... – yeah, he's going to come out swinging Anaheim 1. He's going to win, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Kyle Chisholm, they brought him along uh, with the sh- signing of Ken Roxon because Kyle helped him out a lot uh, with getting that bike prepared. So whenever Roxon came and test rode it, uh, it worked out really, really well for Roxon. So Kyle Chisholm will be along board uh, there. We know Chiz is going to Chiz. He's going to be right there, right uh, you know, in front of the privateers, making them cry. Because this old guy, Chiz, is just chizzing all over him uh, every single time, and they don't know how to defeat this guy. It's kind of like Mike Brown at a local scene, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Kyle Chisholm, I think that this is a long adventure for Kyle to help with the team, R&D, testing, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, it would be really good for Kyle. I mean, he had a great year last year. I mean, not to mention he went to the 250 class on Star Racing Yamaha, so he knows what a damn good bike feels like. So... I feel like he brings a lot uh, to the table for this HEP Progressive Suzuki team. You can't forget that they brought uh, along a uh, more uh, mechanics and staff. They have Larry Brooks, who used to be the team uh, team owner slash team manager uh, for that Barak Suzuki team, the amateur team that did really well with like Kilroy and Schwartz back in like 2020 in the B class and uh, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, no, it's good for Kyle uh, to get a ride. Uh, with this HEP Progressive Suzuki and not have to do the privateer uh, thing on his own, even though I know he does uh, really, really well with that program. But, uh, yeah, Heavy D, really good for Kyle. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think it's for him it'll be solid, exactly what he needed. So I just can't wait to see how it all plays out. Absolutely. And then uh, the the newest addition uh, to that HEP Progressive Suzuki, if I – completely butcher what their name is right now uh this is uh it is december 29th uh my fault because i'm still unsure on what they're calling it heavy d do you know or you you just know it is uh the progressive suzuki because i think the 250 team is still gonna have the twisted t in there but because of ken roxon and red bull uh the 450 team will be um something to do with like hep progressive suzuki i didn't know if you knew um anything else on that or no, not not a hundred percent. I'm just okay. I mean, I can't wait to see it. That's for sure. I'm just as curious as you are. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm stoked to see you know the bikes. Anaheim one started the season all new trick parts, obviously being displayed on the bikes. And man, it's uh, I cannot wait uh, for that moment. But Shane, uh, local legend, we've talked about him before here on the Imperative MX podcast. But good for Shane uh, to find a ride. I think this is uh, like Steve Mathis said. This is like his sixth ride in like eight months uh, in different motorcycle, pretty much. So 
Uh, glad that he found a home. Uh, I have still yet to see a press release for it, but I hope it's for the entire season. Um, either that or he's going to take this uh, 450 ride and then he's going to do the 250 um, class for the World Supercross Championship because if you guys remember, he is your 2022 pilot season uh, World Supercross uh, champion. So, um, yeah, no, good for Shane, Heavy D. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. I didn't, honestly, didn't see that coming. It's pretty good. It's awesome that he did because he definitely deserves it. Um, I'm really, I'm expecting a lot out of him this season just because, I mean, he can, he, he can be, he can be up there inside the top 10 with ease, in my opinion. And honestly, I think if he got his head like just right and he's feeling good on the bike, Everything's gelling. He could be right there at that fifth, sixth place position. Yep, that's it, what I was going to say. Work? Yeah, but can he do it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think his ceiling is fifth. I think it's going to be really hard to flirt with that podium. I mean, there's just there's a lot of good guys. And not saying that Shane isn't, but, man, those, those top guys are uh, almost on a different level. Um, the last team uh, that we can talk about is the Firepower Honda team. Uh, you have Dean Wilson. Um, I believe this is his last hurrah at it. His knees can't take it no more. Um, is that what you've heard, Heavy D? Oh, yeah. This is Dean's last year. Yeah, okay. So um, I wouldn't expect too much. I expect for uh, Dean to kind of just get through this. and uh, But I could see him going to World Supercross. I could see him doing that after the Supercross season. But we'll have to see. Uh, Wilson's... Um, Ceiling, in my opinion, is like a seventh, um, especially with this stacked field. And I know um, his injuries. I know he, I know he's hurting, uh, which is uh, which is super unfortunate. But yeah, last season for Dean Wilson, um, man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy without having Dean Dino on the line, Heavy D, after this year. Yeah, it is funny. It, it seems it just seems like yesterday he was already in the lights class over Pro Circuit. Now he's like. His career is almost like, you know, slowly but surely coming to an end. It's like he put his time in, and now he's like, ah, oh, I think he's about ready to walk away from it. I think he, I think it is just like any other guy when their career starts to close out, you know, they, they, some of them, they, they, they got something they want to prove, you know, yep. that they could still like get a top five or run a podium or a battle for some heat race wins or something. So get a whole shot. I think he wants something. To, yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he wants to do some of that this, um, in his last year. Then I think he'd be content with hanging his boots up. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Dean Wilson, we—he's uh, a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. Um, he had that crazy uh, uh, gluteus maximus incident last year with the foot peg going into his uh, butt cheek. Um, so glad that he's good from that, and he's going to be riding. He looks really good on that Honda, by the way. I've been seeing some clips over uh, with him riding at Millsaps Training Facility on their Supercross track, and he looks really, really good. So, uh, expect a lot out of, uh, or uh, not a lot, but expect to see a lot of Dean Wilson since this is his last season. I'm sure a lot of people will be wanting to get interviews and all of that good stuff out of Dino. So, that was uh, all of our teams. Uh, you know, you had Firepower Honda with Dean Wilson, ATP Progressive Suzuki with Ken Roxon, Kyle Chisholm, Shane McElrath. Uh, kind of just going back through the through the list here. You had Honda HRC Factory Racing Team, 
uh, with Chase Sexton, Colt Nichols, the tel- uh, TLD, Red Bull Gas Gas, Justin Barsha, Red Bull KTM, Marvin Muskan, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team with Malcolm Stewart and Christian Craig. And uh, you had the uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki team with Jason Anderson and um, Adam Cicerillo, Star Racing Yamaha team, Eli Tomac, Dylan Ferrandez, and Justin Cooper. Uh, I do not think I missed a team, Heavy D. Uh, did I miss anything? No. Sounds like you got it all solid right there. Yeah. Uh, good. Um, let's move into some of the privateers uh, that uh, if you play fantasy, especially Pulpamex fantasy or uh, even RM fantasy or any of the other fantasies, uh, sometimes these privateers uh, are people that you want to look out for. So uh, I'm going to go through uh, Troy Dog over at Vermoto put this list together. So appreciate him for doing that and going out to figure out what some of these privateers are doing for next year and what team they are on. So Let's talk about some of the 450 privateers. Uh, number 44 will be Benny Bloss, uh, and he has signed on with the Rock River Yamaha team uh, for the 450 class. Uh, number 46, Justin Hill makes his return uh, back to racing uh, with that team tether uh, to compete in the 450 Supercross. Fred, uh, Freddie Norin, number 47, Bubba Polly's Mad Parts Kawasaki team. Um... Man, you have Justin Starling. He's going to be doing his own privateer FXR general grind uh, and machine JSR motorsports ride. Uh, he will be number 60. Uh, number 68, Cade Clayson. He was with the uh, – man, what was he, what was he with last year? Was He wasn't with club last year. He was with uh, – was he on Honda last year, Heavy D? Who, who, who was with uh, Cade. Cade. Okay, Clayson, yeah, SGB Honda. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was he was on the SGB Honda team. He switched to the Partzilla PRMX team, uh, Kawasaki, so number 68, Cade Clayson. Number 73, John Short, will be riding the 450 Supercross on the Mad Parts Kawasaki. Number 74, Logan Carnell, uh, only fan sponsorship. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's going to be a full-time 450 guy on his only fans Kawasaki uh, number 78, Grant Harlan, Hawaii's own. Uh, he's going to announce his deal when uh, when the time is ready, so be on the lookout for that. Kevin Morans is going to continue his uh, his own program, uh, the Morans Mafia KTM. Um, number 90, Tristan Lane came on really strong at the end of last year, putting it into the main event a couple of times with some good finishes. So um, Lane will race a 450 Supercross uh, on his uh, own pro- program with help from Silverback Racing, American Cycle Center, Next Level Racing, FXR, SKA, or SKDA, and uh, other uh, sponsors. Uh, A-Ray, Alex Ray, number 140. He's going back to the 140. Uh, he'll be on a blue crew uh, with the help from Swap Moto Live, Maxis Tires, and O'Neal. Um, oh, hell, hell yeah. 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 Uh, number two... Tr- 219 Chase Marquier, uh, who mm-hmm. actually we saw at Silver Valley, made his way out there to uh, to no, I'm sorry, he made he made it out to the Verb uh, Verb uh, Top Gun Showdown. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. hold on a minute. Wait, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, I was about to get myself confused and everybody confused. No, nice. you did good. Uh, 
Yep, so Chase Marquier on the number 219, who will be riding on the Partzilla PRMX. It seems like those guys down there south of the border has got it going on with some of these uh, with some of these riders. It's uh, really good uh, for that Partzilla PRMX squad, and there's plenty of 250 riders to get into on next week's episode number 10 of the Imperative MX podcast. But finishing it out, the Privateers, 751. We know him. Josh Hill, he'll be on the Team Tether team right next to his brother Justin so it would be really cool for both of them uh, to be on the same team and racing uh, against each other and we'll probably be on the line together um, in some of the races so uh, the last one uh, to talk about here on the list is number 848 Joan Cross and he will be on the Nomura Invictus Speed Crew Kawasaki and if I butchered that my fault but uh, yeah Heavy D um, man, that's uh, that's all of the riders, all of the teams, all of the hype, uh, everything here on the special edition for uh, the Imperative MX podcast, speaking on the 2023 Monster Energy Supercross, just a couple of days away from Anaheim 1, and uh, Heavy D has his prediction already for who he thinks is going to win the 2023 Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship, and it's Jason Anderson, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm going with Jay Anderson. All right. Who do you think who do you think Zach's gonna pick? Heavy D, who do you think I'm gonna pick? You have any who idea? Yeah, who who do you think I'm gonna pick? Uh I, I honestly I wanna say you're gonna go with either Kenny or Sexton. Ding 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 on that second one. I'm going with Chase Sexton, man. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, I, I'm feeling that this year is going to be so unknown on what's going to happen. I feel like there is going to be a lot of shakeups. I feel like there is going to be a lot of competition. I feel like the tracks are going to be tough this year. Um, not the whoops, but I feel like maybe they get a little bit more technical uh, with some of the rhythm lanes. Um, you know, maybe they do something different on, uh, you know, some of the tracks uh, that maybe we haven't seen before. Um, can we get some more over-unders? Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully no uh, no walls, no 48-second lap times. Can we, can we make amend to that? Can we please not have any more of the 47, 48 lap time tracks? Dude, that's the, that's the thing. That's one thing that's been it, – it's like it's killed Supercross. It's It's – if they took Supercross tracks back to the way they were when it was like Stu and Ricky and they made them where like some of these dudes had to go for these big sections instead of these fast ass Supercross tracks, racing will be a lot different and be, you could predict it a little bit better almost, but they've made Supercross where it's like the Supercross track is fast now. Yeah. So, I mean, all of the guys are doing the damn, uh, you know, second lap, all of the guys are doing all of the rhythms. You know, like, and, you know, quads can come out of nowhere just because these guys just have, you know, one blip of the throttle and they can go to the moon, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, you know, you have a great pick with Anderson. Uh, I'm going to go with Sexton, um, cause I want to see an underdog win. I want to, I, I like an underdog story. Um, Tomac, we can't discredit uh, Tomac uh, or even Cooper um, or even Roxon. I mean, there's so many guys on this on this list that we have talked about, and uh, so many guys going into 
2023 that have a chance, um, you know, uh, obviously just looking on paper, uh, that could win um, the 2023 Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship. And uh, once again, we have to thank all of the sponsors that are on board uh, here at Imperative MX and on the Imperative MX podcast, West Virginia Motorsports. If you guys need anything, go and check them out. Princeton, West Virginia, that's where I got my 2023 RMZ 450 uh, earlier this summer. Or, well, it was more like August, uh, October, <laughs> September. But regardless of the fact, if you guys need anything, parts, ATV, UTV, anything, go and check out West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Littest kit in the game, uh, some of the best in sizing, venting, um, and all of that fitting. I mean, it's it's good stuff. Go and check out fxrracing.com. Heavy D, Dirt Industries, Custom Graphics. You know it. Top of the line. Graphics, jersey ID kits, car wraps, and much more. Great customer service and some of the best designs in the game, so go check them out. Absolutely. That's DirtIndustries.com, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Also have to give a huge shout-out to Hydropower. You want to eliminate that arm pump and increase your endurance, go and check out DrinkHydropower.com to get your Blue Raz today. Check out the uh, close to five-star reviews, 4.8, 3,000 reviews from uh, riders and listeners just like you uh, wanting to uh, increase your endurance and get rid of that arm pump that shakes us uh, all down throughout the weekend so make sure to go and check out hydropower uh we have to thank silver valley mx park it is the local national heavy d i don't think there's anything else to to say other than i'm stoked to go to some more races uh at the local national coming in 2023 oh heck yeah the only local national so i can't wait ready to go absolutely yeah no it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be super good and uh man i i i'm so stoked uh for everything that has been going on here at uh imperative mx um we're at the end of the year pretty much so the next podcast uh that you guys will listen to will be the beginning of 2023 uh episode number 10 imperative mx podcast has been uh taking off in many different directions and been getting a lot of uh people's interest so it's really cool to see. Thank you guys so much uh, for checking out this uh, special edition uh, of the Imperative MX podcast, talking about the 2023 Monster Energy AMA Supercross season. Bench racing a little bit, off season, only a couple of days away from Anaheim 1. From myself, host Zach Newberry, and co-host Heavy D, we're out. See you.